Good morning, friends. We welcome you here to worship today, whether you are joining us right now on the live stream, whether you will be joining us later in pre-recording. We are so happy that you have chosen to worship with us on this, our first Sunday of Advent, the Sunday of Hope. And we are so glad that you are here today. A hello to everybody live streaming right now. Feel free to say hello to one another in the chat. We're so glad that you are here. I do have a few announcements that I would like to share with you all before worship begins. Our annual cookie caper in a new fashion is coming around this coming week. I am so grateful to all of you who have made amazing donations thus far. Donations of cookies and icing and sprinkles. We are good with everything but the icing. So if you are able to find some, or frosting, I guess, if you're able to find some tubs of frosting to donate to the church, that would be amazing. We especially are looking for the 10-ounce tubs, which can be found at any of the dollar stores in the area. Also, we are going to need people who would be willing to assemble these cookie decorating kits. So if you would like to have all the supplies and take them home with you and assemble some kits for me, I would be grateful. Feel free to contact me sometime this week, and I will get what you need. Next Sunday is our annual Comfort and Joy worship service. We will be live streaming that next Sunday night at 7 p.m. And that service is designed for those of us who are struggling a little bit more during the holidays. So we welcome you to worship with us next week. We are to be back in person here officially on December 13th. If you are comfortable and wish to come into Rosedale to welcome you, please know that we have taken all sorts of precautions to prepare for this. We have air purification systems that run constantly here in the sanctuary. We will be practicing physical distancing. We have hand sanitizing stations all over the building. We have been putting a lot of time and effort into making sure that this is a safe and welcoming environment. And of course, if you do not wish to come to worship, we will always be online, and you will always be able to worship with us regardless. Our deacons have yet another food delivery coming up for Christmas, and they could use all sorts of non-perishable goods. And they are going to be here at the church next, the next two Saturdays, uh, the 5th and the 12th from 11 until 1 if you wish to drive by and drop off donations. We also have a blue bin outside of door number 6 that is out there 24-7. So if you wish to make donations, you can do it that way as well. And then finally, coming up this Tuesday, it is Giving Tuesday. It is a time in which this country recognizes those places where they ask that people make donations of all sorts. And here at Rosedale, we are asking that you prayerfully consider making a donation to three different areas. Our endowment fund, our worship tech and connection fund, or our benevolence giving. Benevolence giving blesses all sorts of organizations locally, nationally, and internationally. So keep us in mind this week on Giving Tuesday. That does conclude my announcements. I do have a couple updates for you on some members of this congregation. Uh, Jack Backus has recently been diagnosed with metastatic brain cancer. He is home and he is recovering from his first procedure. And now we are waiting on test results to find out what his treatment plan will be. So we will keep Jack and Joyce and that entire family in our prayers. Abby Bennett continues her recovery from very extensive knee surgery a couple of weeks ago. And we just found out this week that longtime member Marilyn Coleman has entered hospice care in the home of her daughter, Vicki. So we will keep all of those and many others in our prayers this week. So now, let us worship God.
yeah, the whole game's right here, right here. This is the end of this. Has anyone seen my dad? 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 Dad, you up there? Be down in a minute, bud. Please join me in today's call to worship. You can follow along in your electronic bulletin, or you may join in when you see your responses on the screen. Today, we gather to begin our preparations for the birth of a Savior. Let our songs and our words and our use of symbols in this place represent the rededication of our lives to the glory of God and to the Son, Jesus Christ. Hear now the ancient words of the Old Testament prophet Isaiah concerning the coming of God's Messiah. 
The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelled in a land of darkness, on them has a light shined. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase in his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. Candles have been used in worship for centuries. The New Testament refers to Jesus as the light of the world. Since light is used to symbolize truth, the lighting of candles has become an important part of Christian worship. Candles proclaim the light of Christ shining throughout the world of darkness. As we light the candles on the Lord's table, we announce the entry of Jesus into a world of sin and despair, war and trouble, pain and death. He came to bring hope and help, peace and joy through his message of God's love. Advent means coming. It is a time of preparation. It is a time to confess our sin and turn back to God in repentance as we wait in the darkness for the light of Christ. Advent represents the time in which God's people waited and longed for the coming of their Messiah. The prophets foretold of the one who would save them from all their enemies and raise them up as God's people again. During this season, we prepare our homes with the symbols of Christmas, and we prepare our hearts by opening them to God's promise and showing repentance for our own sins. In contrast to the busyness of Christmas outside, as Christians, we wait with awe anticipation during December. We strive to focus our daily lives on God's greatest gift to the world, his son. Born as a tiny human baby in a humble feeding, humble feeding through the small town of Bethlehem. The divine word becomes flesh for us. The Advent wreath is the main spiritual practice that leads us through the four weeks of waiting for Christ. The circle of evergreens having no end and bearing four candles reminds us of the eternal Christ, the light of the world. 
The four candles are lit by week by week as we remember the stories and prophecies leading up to Christ's birth. In the center of the dark candles is the white Christ candle. It represents the coming of light and love of Christ, which is central to our lives. It will, it will, be not, it will not be lit until Christmas Eve when we rejoice at the birth of Jesus. Join us in the lighting of the Advent wreath litany found in your electronic bulletin. Your responses will also be found on your screen. Today is the first Sunday of Advent. The prophets told of the coming of the Messiah. The Old Testament prophets foretold of how he would rule the world wisely and bless all nations. On the last day, the Christ of our hope will come again to establish his rule over all things on earth. We light this candle to remember that as he came to us humbly in the manger at Bethlehem and gave light to this world, so he is coming again in power to deliver his people. We thank you for the hope you give us. Help us to prepare our hearts for the Lord's coming. Bless our worship in this moment and in this place. Help us live holy and righteous lives in every moment and every place. We ask all of this in the name of the one born in Bethlehem. Amen. is the symbol of new life, freshness, and rebirth. Plants such as pine, fir, holly, ivy, and mistletoe are called evergreens because they do not die. Through all the seasons of the year, they remain green. Early Christians wore holly as they entered the church. In the Middle Ages, ivy was used for Christmas decorations because it was the symbol of love. Both holly and ivy survived and grow. They are fitting symbols for the birth of the one who offers each of us life beyond death. As we hear the next anthem, there will be greens placed throughout the sanctuary. At that time, those of you who have them, place your hanging greens on the outer edge of your pew.
Christmas as the poinsettia. It is named for an early United States ambassador to Mexico, John Poinsett, who carried the Central American plant home to South Carolina over a century ago. But how did this flower of the holy night come to Mexico? On Christmas Eve, it was the custom to offer gifts to the Christ child in remembrance of the three wise men who came bearing gifts to the infant in the manger. A poor young child, either a boy or a girl, depending on which version of the story you encounter, had no money to buy a present. So he or she plucked some roadside weeds and laid them on the altar with heartfelt love. So pure and fervent was this expression of faith that the dry, brown weeds were miraculously transformed into gorgeous red and green foliage. Today, long-lasting hybrid poinsettias are a far cry from their tall, weedy ancestors used by the Aztec Indians to combat fever 400 years ago. During the 17th century, Franciscan priests near Tasco were the first to use the plant to brighten a Christmas procession. Hear now the passage from Matthew's Gospel concerning the journey of the mysterious travelers from the east. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least amongst the rulers of Judea. For from you shall come a ruler who will govern my people Israel. Then Herod summoned, or then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and asserted from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, that I too may come and worship him. When they had heard from the king, they went their way, and lo, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. 
and being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. The biblical account of the wise men who brought precious gifts to the Christ child may have, con may have contributed to the origin of giving gifts at Christmas. Christians embrace the birth of Jesus as God's most precious gift to humankind. Ages, very few people could read, and church services were all in Latin. There were carved figures decorated in the church on the inside and out in order to tell Bible stories from Genesis, Adam, and Eve all the way through Revelation. The story of the birth of Jesus carved in wood or stone or marble was especially popular. Today, we call this scene of the birth of Jesus by many different names. The nativity scene, the Christmas manger, the manger scene, the crash, and so on. Because we are still waiting for Jesus' birth, our nativity does not, scene does not yet have baby Jesus. He will appear Christmas Eve, nor does the nativity scene include the wise men yet. They have a long journey to make and won't appear in the scene until Epiphany in January. For now, they symbolically begin their journey in the narthex to remind us that the wise men arrived months later from the east seeking the Christ child. The first ones to arrive and actually give witness to birth, however, were the lowly shepherds from the country hillsides outside of Bethlehem. At first, surprised and frightened by the angels who came to them in the middle of the night, they were soon reassured. The shepherds then hurried off to see for themselves this new baby.
So every Friday, for many months now, Lisa Adams, our Director of Children's and Family Ministries, sent an email to all of those within her ministry. And these emails include all sorts of things, from personal stories to recipes, but always they include scripture, a devotion, and words of encouragement. This past Friday, Friday, her email was entitled, Waiting. Since we were on the brink of Advent and now find ourselves right here in the midst of the Advent season, a time of preparation as we await the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And as Lisa pointed out in her email, we've been doing lots of waiting these days, haven't we? Waiting for COVID numbers to decrease, waiting for restrictions to change, waiting for a vaccine, waiting for a return to normalcy, etc. And like she said, we should be better at this. Waiting and patience should be getting easier for us. But perhaps for you, like me, your patience is wearing thin. So it almost seems strange to enter into a holiday season where we prepare to wait, so to speak, doesn't it? But what is it that we are waiting for, really? As kids, we impatiently wait for the magic of Christmas morning and the coming of Santa Claus. As adults, we tend to not feel like we have time to simply wait around, as our to-do lists for the holidays sometimes feel long and involved. But really, what is it that we are waiting for this Advent season? The word Advent is derived from the Greek word parousia, and it means presence or arrival. And it is believed that the Christian church has celebrated this season since the 400s. Theologically speaking, this season of Advent is a time in which we as Christ believers are eagerly anticipating his return or second coming, a time when there will be no more pain or suffering, a time in which all things will be made new and God will reconcile the whole earth to himself, a time of perpetual peace. This sounds really nice, doesn't it? So we find ourselves in this state of limbo where God has already revealed himself through the incarnation of Jesus Christ more than 2,000 years ago, and now we are awaiting his return so that all can be made right with the world. Again, we're waiting. And moments to think about it, we have this longing in the deepest recesses of our spirit for a peace and for a hope that we may not be able to fully articulate but can feel it. So often we have this mindset that we wait for hope. We wait for things to change around us. We wait for something to happen to us, something that will give us hope. But what if we turned around our thinking and began to take the advent of hope into our own hands to be the reason that somebody else has hope or to pursue those things that allow ourselves a sense of hope rather than sitting and waiting for something to happen to us. Because the good news is this, my friends, we celebrate this season of Advent knowing full well that Jesus Christ, our Emmanuel, has already walked this earth, taught us those things that we need to know, took himself to the cross on our behalf, died and was resurrected on the third day just as he said, so that death would no longer have a final say in our lives. And because of this, our current realities, whatever they may be, good or bad, is nothing compared to what awaits us in heaven and the coming of the new kingdom. But for today, the power of Christ's love and grace is real and tangible. Now, it's present here on earth. It's not something for which we have to wait and hope for. It's in our midst. At the end of the video we watched earlier in the service, there was a quote from a beautiful song written by an amazing worship band called Hillsong. And the quote was this. 
Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full into his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Like it says in the New Testament book of Titus, Jesus is our blessed hope. Look to him, and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim as we begin to recognize all we need resides in his life-giving life and presence. And this is why we have hope. So I invite you, dare I say, challenge you, to spend a moment each day this Advent season with God. And thanks to the internet and apps, there are thousands of ways to do this. And if you want help narrowing it down, I invite all of us to consider checking out D365. It's a devotional app and website that Lisa recommended to her readers in her email this past Friday. You'll notice the web address on your screen. And let's do this together as a community and share with one another those ways in which God is revealing himself to us. This is how we pursue hope. This is how we each begin to make small changes in our own lives to let God have a way into our hearts. This is how we grow stronger spiritually that will in turn strengthen us to face each new day as it comes. Whether we are waiting for things to change with the pandemic, whether we are waiting news of a job offer or a diagnosis, whether we are awaiting reconciliation in a relationship, whatever it may be. Spending time with, e with God each day strengthens us for the journey and strengthens us in our waiting. Like the psalmist wrote, Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope. So let's do more than await hope this Advent season. Let's be hope and let's spread hope. Let's pursue hope and let's live into the hope we already have. And this is Jesus Christ, our blessed hope, the one who was and is and is to come. Thanks be to God. Amen. This past week, on Monday evening, we had a handful of people here at church. We had members of our house committee and members of our worship and music committee, and they merrily decked the halls of this beautiful church and this beautiful sanctuary. So now we would like to take this time to have you experience that with us as well.
We have truly been blessed by God, so as now it is our turn to bless others. God calls each of us to prayfully consider donating a portion of our lives and labors to an entity who takes care of the least of these. Whether it be Rosedale Gardens or any other organization you deem worthy of your gift, you will see a text to give number on your screen during the offertory. Let us now receive today's offering. Let us come together to God in prayer. Let us pray. Generous God, in hopeful expectation, we give a portion of our lives and labors to you, asking you to bless these gifts beyond measure. Put them to use as you see fit, and thank you for allowing us to partner with you in your work in this world. Holy God, at this time of year, we remind ourselves that you continue to come into our lives. 
You shatter reasoned expectations, give wonder and awe, fulfill promises little understood. On this first Sunday in Advent, somehow your presence in our lives as we journey this Advent road that will lead us to Christmas, remind us to look for not only the outer signs of Christmas, the candy cane, the manger, the animals, the tired mother and father, the shepherds and the wise men. Help us to look for you, to know you, Lord Jesus, not only in the songs of the angels, but in the everyday happenings of our lives, that the way we live exclaims the prayerful song, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Amazing God, you have confounded the wisdom of this world by coming to us in the form of a baby, frail and vulnerable. Help us to comprehend the great love with which you open yourself to the world, that we in turn may risk opening ourselves in love toward all your children. Clearly, you have modeled this to us with the life of Jesus. God of love, we thank you for the interruptions in our lives that turn out to be blessings, like the interruption of the birth of your son. Help us to be mindful that you are always working in our lives on our behalf, and for that, we will celebrate this day with hope. God of Rosedale, help us to minister to those in need of your sustaining love. We pray this day for those in the hospital, going through treatment, undergoing tests and procedures, rehabilitation, and physical therapy. We pray for comfort, and we pray for those on the road to recovery. We pray for those in need of your loving touch and presence today, for Abby, Jack, and Marilyn. Living God, moved by the coming of Jesus into our lives, we seek to be your people. Let his message and all of its richness live in our hearts, that we may proclaim with our lives that Jesus' birth has forever changed us. All this we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Sing of the day you bring 
Let the fires of your justice burn. Wipe away all tears, for the dawn draws near, and the world is about to turn. From the halls of power to the fortress tower, not a stone will be left on Let the king beware, for your justice tears every tyrant from his throne. My friends, this is my charge for you today to actively seek out hope, to actively be hope, to actively pursue the presence of Jesus Christ in your life who is our sure hope. And he is the one with whom we celebrate this day and all days, especially during this Advent season. So now may the grace of God, the love of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each of you this day and all days. Alleluia and amen. And my friends, may the peace of Christ be with each and every one of you. Thank you. Share the signs of peace with your neighbors in the online live stream chats. Amen.